Welcome to another edition of Catfish Corner. I'm Paul Scarbina, the Predators beat writer for the Tennessee, and joined by the esteemed columnist Gentry Estes, who's been on all kinds of Zoom calls and Titan Zoom calls and Predator Zoom calls and watching all kinds of sports again. It feels pretty good to be back, huh, Gentry? Yeah, these uh, these afternoon starts have been entertaining, though. That's been a little different for the Preds, for sure, and then we're going to get another one of those on Friday. I'm excited for ourselves uh, selfishly, but I feel bad for the fans who like to watch them who are gainfully employed and cannot. But, uh, you know, they can always follow along in the Tennessean on Twitter and everywhere else. But, yeah, so we're going to jump right into it today. Uh, Predators fall to the Coyotes 4-1. to one. The score might be a little bit misleading. There's an empty net goal there. But facing elimination Friday, Gentry, and it's a position I, I'm kind of surprised they're in. Uh, they've outplayed the Coyotes for much of this series. But little mistakes have proven costly. Um, notably today, an offside uh, by Matt Duchesne that erased a Kyle Turris goal that would have given the Predators a lead in the third period. Who knows what happens after that? But, you know, just the beginning of this game, they came out, you know, they were they were really attacking the Coyotes and probably should have been up at least one nothing, 2 nothing in the first 10 minutes of that game and came up short. Um, and watch the Coyotes score on their first shot on goal after I think they had outshot them eight or nine to nothing, and a lot of those were quality shots attempts. So uh, things just not bouncing their way uh, is one kind of theme that I've noticed throughout the first three games of the series. What do you think? Well, you know, after game one, I I, I was a little harsh on them after that one, and I, I heard some responses from Preds fans that kind of noted that. But it was because when you watch game one, it just looked so familiar to me when you'd seen a team over the course of the year that had struggled with adversity, uh, when things would go against them, that it would snowball quickly in the fact that they just didn't respond to it. In the first period of that first game, that's what I felt like happened. And, and John Hines has preached the, the mental fortitude since he's, since he's gotten here. I think he realized that quickly that was a weakness with this team. Uh, and I still think, think you're seeing some flashes of that. But I, I do think that, you know, even when they got down one nothing today after that, that, that goal – first shot by the Coyotes they didn't really let up uh, no not not today that was the thing is I, I didn't really see a problem with it to, today they played pretty well the Coyotes as advertised are difficult to score against I felt like their goalie had a great game and it's uh, yeah as you said it just some bad bounces and the thing is when you get in a series like this that that's gonna happen you're gonna have a game where it just doesn't doesn't go well for you it's just you get in a best of five and there's just so little room for error and, and now they don't have any well, another uh, – I want to touch on a few topics here. Uh, another topic, UC Saros starting his third straight game, the first time he's ever started back-to-back games in his career. And, you know, it was interesting. I, I thought it was going to be Saros all along after game. I thought he would start the – you know, he didn't have a heavy workload yesterday, Tuesday, came back today, didn't play awfully. I'm interested to see what they do Friday. I think – I'm of the opinion they should stick with Saros. I mean, let him finish it out. Let him see it through one way or the other. Uh, they have another day of rest. They're not traveling. You know, I, I I understand the, you know, wanting Pekka in there, but I, I just think this is UC's series to win or lose, and that's how, you know, the transition and the torch is passed that way. You can't – I don't think you can just keep going back and forth in between. I, you know, they made their decision, and they should stick with it is, is what yeah, I think. I agree by this point. I, I think if, if you had if you'd seen Pekka out there today, I don't think it would have been that shocking given the, the back-to-back nature of the game. But the fact that you didn't – yeah, you've made your decision now. This is, this is UC's series to – Win or lose, and he, and he he's played well enough, I think, to keep him out there. I don't they even in the two games they've lost, I, I don't think you could look at it and say, "Gosh, he was just awful," and he cost him the game. No, he certainly didn't cost him the game. He kept him in the game a lot of times. So and I want to go back to the to the 
to the offside on Duchesne. You know, I asked John Hines about it after the game, and he says, you know, that that's a detail that we can't afford to mess up. That's a mistake that we can't make. That costs us a goal. Yes, it happens. You know, offsides happens a lot during a hockey game. But at that point in the game, there was no reason for Matt Duchesne. He was in no man's land. Uh, and getting called for that offside at that point in the game really, really could have turned this series around in favor of the Coyotes. I think, you know, a 2-1 lead and, and they're playing well and they have been dominating the Coyotes for much of the game. I think you could have seen a different outcome. I, I'm not in the big wood of could have, should have. But I think that was, you know, Duchesne's a guy who knows better. He's a guy who gets paid a lot of money. He's a guy who can't make those critical mistakes in those critical moments. And, you know, I, I don't – I'm always hesitant to, to pin a loss on one play because I think there's so many things that happen during any game in any sport that, you know, you, you, can, you can nitpick away. But that one really, really hurt them. And I, but I think some positives, though, I mean, the, the, the Jofa line is back. Ryan Johansson is having a hell of a series. He's, you know, Victor Arvidsson and four, those, those guys are looking like they did a couple of years ago, which is good for the Predators. What's bad for the Predators is their second line with, with Duchesne and, and Turris and Granlin has been non-existent. And that really can't happen for the Predators if they have a chance in this series. Turris, I think, has been playing decent. You know, Granlin, okay. I think Duchesne's really stood out as a guy who really just hasn't done much. Uh, he's actually costing them during this series. You know, I, I think that, you know, you make a decision to get rid of a, P, a guy like P.K. Subban to get a guy like Matt Duchesne, I think a guy like Matt Duchesne has to perform at a higher level. Yeah, I think it's kind of a theme of the season, certainly when you look at what he's making. But, uh, you know, that goal by Kyle Torres at the time, it – it felt like the biggest goal of the whole season. So yeah, if, if, if you make a mistake to nullify that, yeah, that's a, that's a, it's a pretty big mistake. You know, I didn't, you know, what I wrote, I didn't really pile on Duchesne for that, but I think in terms of, yeah, the series as a whole and really the season as a whole, no, he hasn't been what they hoped he would be clearly. And, and it's kind of funny, you know, there's this, this long, this, this pause and, you know, four months or four plus months between games and, Really, it's the same old, same old from the Predators. It's it's pretty kind. Of, it's kind of pretty amazing. I mean, they they you know they looked however good you can however good you can look during a, a, a preseason camp, you know, and then the, the, the exhibition game against Dallas, they looked really good. And, and and they've looked. I mean, I think they've looked like the better team. I think the reason they're in this in this series, I think the reason they're losing partly is because you know, look, Darcy Kemper, the the Coyotes goalie, who also started his third straight game, and you know, he was playing back to back as well. Um, really, really came through when they needed him. You know, because, look, you look at Arizona offensively, and nobody really scares you. They're missing their leading scorer, points leader, I should say, Nick Schmaltz. And, and you know, you don't really look at that roster and go, oh, my gosh, this guy really could, you know, could come after us. Taylor Hall is a guy, of course, that, you know, everybody kind of looks at. But they're not really a scary offensive team. What they are is a scary defensive team with a with, with a scary good goal, with a goal who's playing scary good, if you will. So that's not a good uh, – that's not a good recipe for success for the Predators. But, you know, again, you know, I'm in a five-game series, which is much different. I, I think, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the Predators came back and, and won on Friday, but I wouldn't be surprised if they came out and didn't win. So, I mean, I well, guess – I think it'll we'll, – we'll find out, again, kind of what this team's made of. And I thought today was was encouraging on that front. I think there was some resiliency that, that maybe they hadn't shown. Uh, they they – 
coming out aggressive. The way game two ended, they played well, but the, that little sequence with the, with the two goals in nine seconds there to end game two, it was it's kind of ominous as you go into game three, I felt like, for, for the Preds. But, no, they came out on fire. They, they really could have been up two, three goals with some of the chances they had early. And, you know, and then the Coyotes get a goal against the run of play. That's the kind of thing that happened in game one, and the Preds kind of fell apart. They didn't let it happen in this one. There's nothing that's happened in this series that tells me the Preds have no chance to win two games and win this. Besides, his, I mean, history says that, you know, when you lose the first game of a five-game series, or you know, you, you lose 85% of the time, you know, or you get down two to one. I mean, you can look at all those numbers, but really those numbers have no bearing on this series in particular or any series in particular. It's just kind of how historically it's gone. And also, you know, you have to take into consideration, I think, just the same reason why – you know, I believe it was the right move to start Saros is there, this, this situation is so different, Gentry. Like these guys aren't traveling on off days. They're going right back to the hotel. They're getting a lot more rest than they normally would. They don't have the wear and tear of flying on airplanes and, and going to hotels and going through airports and, you know, getting on buses. Like all that stuff is eliminated and all they're really, I mean, they're walking to the rink. Like, they, you know, there's, there's no other time that this has ever happened where you, you know, you, and that, I think that changes the dynamics a little bit of, you know, some of the strategy involved. And also, you know, I said from the beginning, I think a team, the team that wins the Stanley Cup this, this year is going to be a team that nobody expects to win it. You know, and I, and I stand by that because, you know, everybody's starting all over again. And the three games in four days, it seems like a lot, it is a lot. But this is not in the middle of or at the end of an 81-game regular season. This is after they've all had four months off. So I think everything changes in terms of what history says should happen because, um, you know, I think this is – we're in the middle of history now, and I think it's going to be a little bit different than, than the past. Well, and the Preds don't have a game four in Arizona. Right. You know, I mean, it looks a lot different. The flip side of that is, too, though, if you win that game four, now you got game five back at Bridgestone. None of that factors in other than changing the – the, the locker jer- rooms. Yeah, the locker rooms and the jerseys and, and, and not, you know, hearing some of the, the, the stuff you'd hear at Bridgetown. I mean, like, it really wasn't any different. And, you know, it, it – I, 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 this is so frustrating for the Preds to me, Boost, because, as you said, they, they've looked like the better team for a lot of this series. They really have. And to be down two games to one, it, it is frustrating and – but it's the kind of thing that tells me I don't think this is over by any stretch. They're just going to have to come out with the same level of play and intensity that they did today. I felt like they played well enough to, to give themselves a, a, a very good chance to win this game today, and it just didn't happen. I'll agree with you. I mean, if they played this game ten times, I think the Predators win eight the way that the way the Predators played. I mean, you know, it's you 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 got to figure that in some of those other games, if you you know replay the same scenario over and over again, that the Predators are going to actually score a goal or two during that during that early sequence when they were just dominating the Coyotes, and the Coyotes look completely lost in their own zone and they're off in you know in their defensive zone. They had no idea, you know, the Predators just all over them. So you know, you think you got to think if the, if the same if the effort is duplicated in Game Four, the results can very easily be different for the Predators. Now the question is, will that effort be duplicated? And and every game is different, and every day is different, but you know, I think overall, you know, hockey is a weird sport where a lot of times there are a lot of times when you play a better game and lose. And there are a lot of times uh, where you don't play the better game and and you win. So, you know, I mean, it's it's unpredictable. I think, you know, 
I'm not big on predictions anyway, but I think the Predators come back in game four and I think they'll, they'll, they'll take it. I don't know about the series. Um, no, and, and the goalie situation will be interesting to watch. I do, I do really think though, sticking with Saros uh, is the right move, especially now, if you're going to do it in a back-to-back, how do you not do it? After yeah. yeah. Why, why would you, why would you do it now if you didn't do it today? Right. Right. And, and the games would be uh, game, game four is on Friday. And then if there's a game five, it'll be on Sunday. So there'd be another day's rest. So I think we see Saros the rest of the way, unless, you know, UC goes out there and, and craps the bed and, and it has to get pulled. You know, I, I, I think a lot of it's going to depend on – they need that Jofa line to keep playing like it's playing. And they also need they, – what they really need is that Duchesne, Granlund, tourist line to step up. And that's the highest paid line on that team, you know. And, and so they really need to start earning their paychecks, you know, in, in crunch time. I also uh, – I cooked some spaghetti during a game today, Gentry. I, I, I've never cooked while I was covering a game. Uh, but it was nice to, I, I, of course, you'd rather be there. Uh, you know, if we were there, we probably would have talked to Matthew Shane about that offside, and we, but he wasn't made available to us, and we would have been able to ask more than one question, which, you know, but the nature, I'm trying to make the best of, of, of the situation that everybody's in, and um, it was kind of interesting to cook a meal and watch TV and try to, you know, write the story and keep up the game and watch Twitter and, and have a little fun with it, so. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you, you get up and you get ready and you get all, you know, into covering a game and, walk upstairs and flip on the television it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little different but you know hey I, I, I it beats the alternative and I'm glad we were able to watch some sports again hopefully uh, you know for our sake we can have a little more to cover for a little bit longer if the Predators keep winning then we can you know keep occupied I know you're busy with the Titans and some other things too so um, but yeah I think we'll we'll uh, we'll talk again uh, in a couple days or a few days at least maybe Friday maybe Sunday depending on uh, what happens but I think I'm going to wrap it up here you can subscribe to this podcast on any podcast app and subscribe to the Tennessee and if you'd like to read our work we'd like to have a job so we would prefer you read our work and you can find the this podcast you can download on any iTunes or any podcast app they have my podcast app is called podcast so but anyway for Gentry Estes I'm Paul Scarbina we'll talk to you soon <laughs>